that for passing the second half. This is the message we have heard from him and will hear. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not carry out. with God and his truth is important. It's the only way that you can have a joyful life now and in eternity. But that is only possible if you have the right kind of fellowship. True fellowship is possible only through Jesus Christ. Fellowship with God is possible only through the right kind of knowledge. That's all that's needed. Fellowship is only for those who have come to know the secret of salvation. Knowledge is all that is required to find immortality. Anything material, sinful, and unneeded. And so John stresses what he has and heard the Lord Jesus in the flesh. We saw him through a bright model who went to heaven. It was very important for him to stress that. If you do not believe that Christ Jesus came in the flesh and that he shares our humanity, you cannot be saved. Because only a human being like us translated into action, it doesn't mean anything. As James says, faith without deeds is no faith. It's meaningless. There are lots of people who claim to have fellowship with God, but who do not really have it. Although they are, they think that they are walking in the light, they are actually walking in darkness. And that should make you and me 
request. For that is what is really the church of today as well. seen the light, that we belong to the right church, that we have the right doctrine, that we have the right kind of faith. But what does that mean? Does that automatically mean that we have fellowship with God? Well, consider that as I preach to you about walking in the light about the John prefaces his instructions to his readers by stating unequivocally where the message that he is going to present came from. It came from the Lord Jesus Christ himself, directly from him. He says, for that is the message that we have heard and we proclaim to you. In other words, it's not a message that he discovered on his own. He is not some armchair philosopher who observed life and came with his own observations. No, the message came to him. And it came directly from the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many people today who claim to receive the message of Christ. That he talks directly to them. It doesn't matter that the message contradicts what it says in the Bible that there is no one to verify whether or not God actually spoke to that person. No, they want you to believe that they are such holy and special person that God speaks directly to them. And that whatever they say, God is telling them, therefore everybody must accept as coming directly from God, as the word of God. It's not something you can question because how can you something that God spoke directly to you. The question is, have you seen a wall go up? It sounds surprising. Who would even write such blasphemous declaration on Facebook? In this way, they participate in that blasphemy. Well, that's not the way in which John receives a direct message from God. He uses it in referring to the other apostles who also walked and talked with the Lord Jesus Christ while he was on earth. They all heard the message directly from him. They had seen him and heard him and touched him and they had walked with him. And John was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this down. When you hear the words of the Lord Jesus, then you hear the words of the Lord God himself. many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. And that is why as soon as the churches received this letter from John, they also recognized this as a direct message from God. The Holy Spirit led them to that conclusion. 
And therefore, this message here in 1 John is a message directly from the Lord Jesus himself. And that means that therefore, this is directly a message from God. So it's a very important message. We better listen to what God says to us. And what is that message? Well, the message is that God is light. The only light. Whatever light there is in this world comes directly from him. When you think of God, then you have to think of light. Light describes his nature. Light is who he is. Because God is light who reveals all things. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that is hidden from him. And he exposes everything. He reveals everything. He knows everything. He knows your thoughts. He knows how many hairs there are on your head. There is absolutely nothing that he cannot see. Because he is light. But did you notice that in John's gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ is as light as that? Not only as the word, but also as the light. When you speak about the word of God, then you also speak about the light. As we sang from that earlier, He walked with God and he talked with God. There were no barriers between them. Nothing was hidden between them. Adam understood God perfectly. And then he sinned. Because of the fall into sin, God's creation came full of darkness. That's what John refers to in his gospel when he says that the light shines in the darkness, but that the darkness has not understood it, comprehended it, embraced it. And you know what that darkness is that John is speaking about? The darkness that he is speaking about is man. The darkness is you and I. Sin blinds our vision. Sin makes us walk around in the dark. When you're in the dark, you can't see things. You can't hear the news. The bad news, you say, I don't know. People get killed. Satan lives and hides in the darkness. Children can't go into the room at night. I know I have when I was a little boy. I grew up in the Netherlands, where the light of the country was far north than the light of the country. So in the middle of the winter, it would be dark in the evenings, and the cool was out. You'd be out a little later than the 
avoid those dangers that life guides them. And they trust in that life's guidance safely and to the highest. And that's also what the pilots of airplanes do when they manually land those planes. They use the light of the runways to guide them. They trust those lights. They know that those lights will safely guide them
church was sometimes where man and his good deeds are put into the foreground. So in this way, you shut off the light because you shut out the part of God's word that warns you about the darkness within you and around you. If one allows you to shut off the light by not allowing your walk of life to be examined in the light of God's word, that it becomes one with it. That is what it means to walk in the light. A well-known ancient philosopher Plato once wrote, you can easily forgive a child in the name of God. The real tragedy of life is that men are afraid in the Reformed Church. It is a great joy that the office bearers as ambassadors of God can talk to you about your walk in the light of God's Word. But not everybody looks forward to the day when they're afraid. They're afraid that the elders are going to find out something about their lives that they haven't yet hidden. They want to pretend that everything is good so they will avoid sensitive subjects. Or they will try to get out of having a phone visit altogether. And they also fool themselves into thinking that, after all, I, I have no issue with God. I'm doing all the right things. I go to church. I pay my voluntary contributions. I don't work on Sundays. I attempt to go to Sunday school. I ask for the forgiveness of sins. But does that mean that you have fellowship with God? John intimates that there are lots of people who think that they have fellowship with God, and yet who walk in darkness. That's what he says in this text. He says they reach claim to have fellowship with God, yet walk in darkness and lie and do not live by the truth. So they claim fellowship, but they actually they're walking in darkness. Well, what is fellowship? As you know from the last time, fellowship implies sharing, sharing everything. And so to have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ means that you share in his life. You share in his suffering, for example. It means that you are willing to give your whole life for the sake of your continued fellowship with God. It means that you also want this life state. It means that you are willing to live a good, selfless life. Of course, because of our sinful nature, we are incapable of such a life. 
But that is what you and I have to aim for. Not everybody wants to share in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ in that way. They don't even want to aim for that. They want to share only if it doesn't cost anything. Having fellowship with God to them is like having fellowship with an annoying relative. You live under the same roof and enjoy your food in the same fridge and you use the same appliances and furniture. You don't really share. Although you have some kind of fellowship, it is not really sharing with each other. You're like two ships that pass each other in the night. There's no interaction. There's no warmth. There's no spark. There's no connection. Just like this text, John says that he writes this in order to make our joy complete. Fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, is a most joyful thing. interacting with one another in a meaningful way. And that's also the way it should be with our fellowship with God. Because that's the way that you have fellowship with God, and that's also the way it is in the church. John says that if you walk in the light, then you have fellowship with one another. And that should be a joyful fellowship. in the fact that your brothers and sisters share in the same salvation. So don't you have that kind of joy in the fellowship that you have in this church? Are there certain people you would rather avoid? You can remember some of the bad things that they said or did to you or whatever it may be. There's no joy in seeing such a person. But that same person shares in salvation with you. that you can share in your sin the salvation that God gives you and that also your brother or your sister can do the same. That is the joy we should have as brothers and sisters in the Lord. For we share the same benefits that God has given us. Miserable sinners. Such joy should be especially present in fellowship with God, brothers and sisters. So let me ask you, are you a joyful Christian? Is it a joy for you to walk in the light of God's word? Are you truly thankful that God through his son shares his wonderful gifts with you? The gift of peace, the gift of the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life, the gift of his law that protects you, all the material gifts that he gives you as well, such as food and drink and shelter and clothing. Does it give you great joy that your heavenly Father takes care of you in such a way and that he loves you that much? Brothers and sisters, fellowship with God needs to be nurtured. Or you know who else wants to have fellowship with you? Don't you? Satan. 
He wants to walk alongside with you in the darkness. And he used many ways in order to have you walk in the darkness. He wants you to hate, for example. Hatred is one of his main weapons. The only way that you can be safe in that day is by turning to God's light. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love. You have to be constantly busy with the things that belong to God if you want to grow in your faith, if you want to grow in your joy. the first things that God created was light. Light is essential for the existence of all things. Without light, there is no life. If the sun did not shine, nothing would grow. Light gives warmth and energy and many other things. The plant, for example, uses light to put together chemical compounds and turns them into carbohydrates. Production of food process is known as photosynthesis. Light makes it all happen. Light gives life. And that also applies to you and me. We need light in order to be able to grow and to live and to give us a healthy mind and body. God gives us his light so that we can grow and flourish. He doesn't give that light just for ourselves. No, he gives it so that we may also reflect that light in this dark world so that it can be a blessing to others. Which led Moses to even bask in the light of God. Someone once asked a famous preacher what the meaning of light is. The preacher took up the challenge of uh, lifting his measurement and reading it in his back pocket. He took out his wallet, from which he took out a little mirror size of a 50-cent piece, owned by Ben Jeffries. Then he told this tale. He said, when I was a child, I began to realize that I could have so much fun with that mirror. I would simply catch a bit of the sun and shine that mirror through another light at my place. As I grew older, I began to learn that this is no child's toy, that this is really a metaphor for my life. simply a local mirror dragon. That if I allow, that if I allow the Son of God, the light of the world, to shine on my mirror fragment, it is amazing what light I can do to darkness. Then he said, ladies and gentlemen, that is the meaning of light. Brothers and sisters, just like and shine it into the life of a darkened heart, it can change everyone's And if we allow that light also to shine in this dark world, what a blessing we can be. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we 
have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's John 3.16. Through the blood of Christ, you and I are made pure. You are made like a shiny mirror, all polished up, that can shine into this dark world. And that's God's doing. He is the light. For sure, we follow his son. Therefore, there are many dark things in our lives as well. But keep in mind that sin in the life of a believer breaks the fellowship at the moment of becoming saved. But it doesn't destroy the fellowship between believers. We have the forgiveness through the blood of Jesus who purifies us. And he will purify us into eternity. that in the new Jerusalem, God's people will no longer need the light of the sun or the moon or the stars. It says in chapter 22, verse 5, there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. The Lord God will give them light. That's what the Lord Jesus will do. Shalom.